how would you like to hear from the COO of one of the largest real estate companies in the world? They have 150,000 agents. How would you like to hear what they think is the keys to success? I know I do. Stay tuned. This episode of Keeping It Real is brought to you by Real Geeks. How many homes are you going to sell this year? Do you have the right tools? Is your website turning soft leads into interested buyers? Are you spending money on leads that aren't converting? Well, Real Geeks is your solution. Find out why agents across the country choose Real Geeks as their technology partner. Real Geeks was created by an agent for agents. They pride themselves on delivering a sales and marketing solution so that you can easily generate more business. Their agent websites are fast and built for lead conversion with a smooth search experience for your visitors. Real Geeks also includes an easy-to-use agent CRM, so once a lead signs up on your website, you can track their interest and have great follow-up conversations. Real Geeks is loaded with a ton of marketing tools to nurture your leads and increase brand awareness. Visit realgeeks.com forward slash keeping it real pod and find out why realtors come to Real Geeks to generate more business. Again, visit realgeeks.com forward slash keeping it real pod. And now, on to our show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Keeping It Real, the largest podcast made by real estate agents and for real estate agents. My name's DJ Paris, and in just, I'm your guide and host, by the way, through the show, I screwed up my own intro, but in just a moment, we're going to be speaking with the COO of Century 21, Greg Sexton. He has 150,000 agents, and he's going to tell you what he believes are the keys to agent success. I'm really excited. Before we get to, to Greg, just a couple of quick reminders. Please tell a friend. Think of one other realtor that you know that needs to hear what Greg's about to tell you. And believe me, it's all gold. Send them a link to our website or send a, just have them pull up a podcast app, search for Keeping It Real, hit the subscribe button. But our website where you, they can stream every episode is keepingitrealpod.com. Again, keepingitrealpod.com. And also please leave us a review. If you're listening on a podcast app like iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever, please let us know what you think of the show. We read all those reviews and it helps us improve. But enough about me. Let's get on to Greg Sexton. Okay, today on the show, we have Greg Sexton from Century 21. He's the Chief Operating Officer. Let me, actually, let me tell you more about Greg. So Greg was actually appointed the Chief Operating Officer of Century 21, which is a wholly owned subsidiary of Realogy uh, Corporation. So many of you listening are probably part of the Realogy family, which includes Century 21, Better Homes and Gardens, um, Coldwell Banker, Corcoran, a, a lot of a lot of major, major real estate companies that, that are in your market. Um, but Greg was uh, has been the COO since September of 2020, and he serves as the Chief Operating Officer. Sorry, he also served as the Chief Operating Officer of Century 21 Real Estate from 2013 to 2017 before taking on his role of the Chief of Business Services for Realty. Now, upon returning 
to his position as chief operating officer. Uh, Sexton leads the company's domestic and international operations, which includes the iconic brands industry leading platform of tech tools and apps, learning and data-driven products that C21 professionals leverage to better serve their customers and clients. Uh, plus he oversees the organization's real estate field servicing staff to ensure that it's committed to improving the quality and efficiencies and building long-term relationships with the Century 21 system broker network. Now, he has also spent a decade, over a decade rather, with the Realogy Corporation. Uh, he served in a number of roles, including senior vice president, broker services of for Century 21 Real Estate, where he oversaw the consulting, sales, and service efforts of the brand's broker services teams, and as also the senior vice president of operations for Coldwell Banker uh, Residential Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Commercial. So he's he is a, a titan of this industry. We are beyond honored to have him uh, on here. And uh, this is the first time we, we've really spoken to somebody at your level. We, we traditionally, Greg, uh, speak to uh, producing brokers, but who better to talk about producing agents than, of course, you who oversees a lot of them. Um, but welcome to the show, uh, Greg. We appreciate your time. Hey, DJ. Thank you so much for having me and the opportunity to spend some time with your audience. We are we are a very very grateful to uh, to have you on the show and I've always um I'm I have a I myself am not a practicing agent although I do have a license um I'm on the recruiting side I work for an independent um, brokerage here a family owned company here in Chicago um but um of course Century Twenty One uh, Coldwell Banker uh, uh, all of Better Homes and Gardens those are all those all have a, a presence a pretty prominent presence here in the Chicagoland area including the suburbs and in fact our owner Nick um, before he took over the company that I work at, um, which was his family's company, he actually started himself at Coldwell Banker um, for the first uh, four years of his career so he could learn the business. And he will tell everybody, boy, what a great experience that was. Of course, Century 21 being under that same umbrella. Um, but I would love to hear about your journey into real estate. Obviously, you, you've been on the corporate side uh, for quite some time, but uh, how'd you get involved in real estate? Yeah, you know, what's interesting so there's the real estate side of uh, what we do and then the franchising side. And I actually came in through the franchising window or door, if you will. Um, I had actually been in the franchising industry in a different uh, industry other than real estate. And that was my entree in. And, and where I came into it was on the franchise sales side of it. And I will tell you, DJ, I, I'm, a, I'm a proponent of, for those that have gone into leadership within real estate, especially within the franchise side of it, uh, that franchise sales background is really what helped me understand what happens at the street level, if you will, because a lot of us from <clears throat> corporate folks, a lot of times we're inside, we're developing tools and systems and thinking that, wow, this is going to be the greatest thing out there. When really, if you haven't spent time understanding what happens at the brokerage, what happens for the agents out there, I think sometimes we don't make those great decisions. And so being in franchise sales, I spent all my time, the first 11 years with the company out there in the trenches with our real estate brokerage companies, talking to agents, you know, working to get them to understand the value that a franchise like a Century 21 provides and all the different tools and the systems, not to mention the branding. So that was real important for my start. And that, so I spent the first 11 years on that franchise sales side in real estate. Then I transitioned into the operation side which for me made it a really great transition because I felt like I, I really understood what I wanted to accomplish in the corporate side, 
working with our field, who was out, out there working with our brokerages, <clears throat> excuse me, out there working with our agents. And that was really kind of the compelling thing for me is to try to take that knowledge, never forget what is important for the agent and, and how they drive their business, how they grow their business. And so I've always tried to keep that focus and remember where I learned it from. Well, I, I think it's uh, I think that's an impressive sort of experience skill set because you you have that sort of boots on the ground uh, understanding as well as what it takes from a corporate level to support those boots on the ground and support the franchisees as well as the agents. Um, and then just to create infrastructure within the company to to continue to support everyone, which is a daunting task. And, and you know, realtors um, require uh, a tremendous uh, amount of help and, and as do the brokerages and the brokers who, who run them. Um, I, I know we uh, we are an independent brokerage, so we we have about 800 agents at our company and boy, it's uh, it's it's a struggle. And um, and so I, I can appreciate the resources that that companies like Century 21, Coldwell, of course, uh, provide, uh, especially for, for newer agents. I, I And not, not just newer agents, of course, but I've, I've always thought the resource, you know, we, I get this question a lot when someone's passed their broker. Well, in Illinois, we're all called brokers. Um, so we'll just say agents for the, for the, because not every state has the same terminology, but um, when agents, people, people just pass their exam and then they're interviewing. Um, the question that, that I get the most is, you know, well, how are you guys, my firm or, or the firm I work at, how are you guys different from a century 21? How's your training sure. compared to Coldwell bankers? And I said, well, I would hope they'd have better training than we do. And they do because of course they do, because they have a lot more resources at their disposal. And to me, that's a wonderful place as, as it's not just a place to enter the business, because I think obviously uh, there's a lot of top producers who have been practicing for dozens and dozens of years who stay at uh, Century 21 and, and other companies like yours. Um, but I've always thought, especially for newer agents who really want to learn, you know, having the most amount of resources at your disposal is a really, really important sort of uh, uh, thing to to be able to, dot, to to dip into. And Actually, I have a question for you because um, I I've always wondered wondered this myself because agents people who pass their their licensing exam we have a lot of them that listen to the show um, because really our show was was primarily designed not just to help newer agents but to help agents who are looking to get to that those sort of higher levels of production. Um, figure out what they need to do. And so we interview, we've interviewed a lot of Century 21 and, and Coldwell uh, and, and Better Homes Garden and Corcoran people on our show who are who've already made it. Uh, but I, I have a question for our audience that maybe you can help answer because um, agents are always, especially newer ones, are struggling with this one, which is what is the role of the brokerage in the success of the agent? Or how do you see your, you know, the resources that the corporate mothership will say provides, you know, down to, uh, down to the individual agent. And, um, of course, uh, I, I would, I know what, what my answer would be, um, as a much smaller company. Um, but I'm, I'm curious to hear, you know, what, what you think the role of the brokerage is in 2022. And by the way, I'm, I know I'm talking a lot. I do want to also say one thing I forgot is century 21 just celebrated, uh, last year, their 50th anniversary. And, um, so congratulations to Thank them. You. They also recently named, um, and I can't, I, I'm forgetting her name, but, but somebody, uh, real G I believe just named uh, a COO, uh, who's, uh, who's a woman and it is national women's history month, uh, starting today. 
So congratulations there, but congratulations on the 50 years of Century 21. They also just went through a rebranding, which yeah. is very cool. Um, but anyway, back to my question. Sorry yeah. for that. Um, what, what is the role of the brokerage these days? Yeah, let me speak to that because I, I this really goes to a word that you've used um, a couple of times here about that you're with an independent company. And I think that, yeah. and I'm going to come from the passionate side of the brand and branding. And what we provide our broker owners, because we want to make sure that they can then provide it to their agents, is a full suite of value proposition from technology to training. And, and let me just dive in, if I could, for a little bit on that, because I think it's very, very important that I go back to the role that I had in franchise sales, where, where I'm talking to independent real estate companies and agents that may be with companies that are giving them that full value proposition of the things that they need out there. And it's that knowledge that really caused me to really want to dive into what makes the brokerage successful. Well, what it makes what makes the brokerage successful is that their agents are successful out there and their agents' needs are being met. And we as the franchisor at Century 21, our job is to make sure that we provide those resources for our broker owners so they can be passed down. And I will tell you, uh, one of the things that that I often say to companies that come to Century 21, that want to be part of the Century 21 family, we take them on a journey of, of what our full value proposition is, because I believe that we have a great value proposition, but it has to be right for that company, for that company's agents, for that broker to deliver value to their agents. And so you'll hear me often say to these companies, I don't know if this journey uh, ends with you being part of the Century 21 family. I don't know if that's right for either one of us, but this I do know, brand with someone, because I yeah. believe brand is that important. And it is. When, when you mentioned about being independent, I believe brand is important, not just because of the brand, but the things that are wrapped around that, that a large company like a Century 21 can provide for our brokers who then provide for their agents are very, very expensive. Let's start with technology. Technology is changing so rapidly in this industry every day. And for an independent or even for an, an agent with an independent company to keep up with that technology, much less purchasing it from the start. But the moment you purchase it, next thing you know, you got to update it. You got to manage it. Don't. I'm in charge of our technology at our firm, and I will tell you, it is an incredible expense. And even beyond being an incredible expense, you're you're absolutely right. The upkeep uh, of making sure the providers that we 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 use or that we develop um, are are sufficient is is almost a full time job. So I I absolutely understand, and I hope our audience is if if you are at a firm that isn't offering the tool set that you think you need, um, sir, you could go out and purchase certain tools on your own, um, or <laughs> you could explore firms that have already done a lot of that legwork like a Century 21 and say, hey, we, we they get courted by the very best tech providers on the planet, or, or they develop their own technology, and they have their own staff to do that. And it is in a very, very impressive uh, tool set that you guys offer. Yeah, one of the things that we just announced this not too long ago, a DJ that we're getting ready to roll out in the process of now. It's called MoxieWorks. It's actually a product that's been around for a long time in the industry. Sure. But now we've partnered with MoxieWorks. And that's just kind of showing what the power of a large brand like a Century 21 can do for their brokers, for their agents, is make sure that they have a suite of tools. It's one thing to have a good piece of technology. It's another thing to have a good suite of tools because the agents out there are demanding it as they should today. And so are in clients. 
those people that are out there looking to buy a home, to sell their home. And I believe it's our job to make that journey as easy as possible. And a lot of that's coming through technology, not to mention the other aspect of what we deliver and what I think that agents should also demand is a really good training platform. Here's what's interesting, DJ, and I know you work with a lot of agents and brokers. You probably know this better than I do. It is amazing to me that in the real estate industry, those agents that take training, take coaching on a monthly basis that spend you know, $1,000 a month or whatever, these aren't your, typically your new agents. Right. These are your most experienced, most professional, most successful agents. And to me, that shows the power of a brand that has good training that the agents would realize that if I'm going to be at the top of my game today and tomorrow, I got to keep on educating. I got to, I got to gain as much knowledge as I can so I can pass that knowledge down to help my clients. And I just think that that's kind of a little bit of an interesting twist for this industry, how agents really want to absorb good coaching and good training. That's a differentiator between us and say other industries. I think you're right. And it, it is interesting. The coaching part of this industry is such a big, and the training part is so important because as we know, and our listeners uh, and, and viewers know that being a realtor is a ton of work because you're not just wearing the sales guy hat. You know, you, you go to, uh, and I shouldn't say sales guy, salesperson hat, of course, um, because you're not just working at a company where they put you, they give you some leads, you're calling because you're selling maybe a, a, a SaaS product or, or some sort of, you know, sure. some product that you only have to sell. Uh, as, as a realtor, you have to wear a, a number of hats and, and, whether you work at an independent firm or you work at a franchise firm, um, wherever you work, uh, you are on a lot of those hats. And it certainly helps to have resources of a, a big company behind you and the branding that goes with that. Because, you know, the, the, and I've been in this industry for, for I think, 12 years now, and I work at an independent firm. So if somebody were to ask me the importance of a brand, because I work at a firm that has a much smaller footprint on the brand side, I say, oh, it's not that important, but it is important. And it, it's certainly when you're starting out and you haven't built your reputation um, and you haven't uh, established yourself as, as an expert, you know, yet in the, in, in the community or in, in real estate, having a brand behind you that is affiliated with competence uh, excellence is, and Jameson, by the way, is also one of the, the real G brands, which I forgot to mention. They are also obviously a huge presence uh, everywhere, but certainly here in Chicago. Um, these are, these are important. They do move the needle for the consumer thinking, well, Hey, um, you know, I'm going to, I, I just sat through three listing appointments. One was a century 21 person. One was, you know, maybe somebody at my firm and one was, you know, somebody from a, another firm that, that isn't as well known. Um, well, you know, it, it factors in um, and, and the branding factors in because, you know, we associate brands like Century 21 with some level of excellence because you've earned that um, and you have excellent training. Um, and a lot of firms like ours, you know, that's that's our biggest struggle is training because we don't have those resources. So you know, I absolutely appreciate that. You know, one of the things I was just going to add there uh, quickly, uh, DJ, too, is let's face it, this pandemic changed everything, too. And I believe, and we're seeing a, a, a flight of independent real estate companies that have actually come to us since the pandemic. We sort of saw this after the recession called back in 08 through 11, yeah. that after people survived that, that 
<clears throat> they also realized, I don't want to go through this again. From this pandemic that we're navigating ourselves through now and, and hopefully out of very shortly, that did change landscapes too. And people's thought process, especially when it comes to training. As a big company, as a big organization like Citrus 21, we pivoted quickly to our training to make sure that we were giving agents what they needed for the moment. None of us exactly knew what that moment was, but we knew that we were at home. We couldn't be in front of our clients, those that wanted to buy homes, sell their home. We couldn't be face-to-face. -face. So what do we do? And we were able to provide a lot of training quickly on virtual open houses, virtual closings, all those things that caused us to be able to continue to do our business. In fact, frankly, as you, as you know, the industry continued to help people in that process of living that American dream of home ownership. Uh, nothing was missed there. And I think it's because of the ability to pivot there. But I think that as we go forward, there's going to be a lot of things that we would never would have thought about three years ago in our industry or frankly, any industry that are going to live on that we never thought that was going to be part of who we are as Americans going forward when it comes to the home. And, and I think that that's one of the things that I love about our industry is we've been able to still help so many people live out that dream when their dream just took a complete change. And, and what I mean by that is think about all the people that are working from home now that probably will the rest of their lives and never would have thought about that three years ago. That creates such an opportunity for real estate agents, real estate broker owners, because we can help people to still solve that problem, what they perceive problem. That's now an opportunity, finding the new home that, that meets the needs of their families. Homeschooling, none of us thought that there would be this rush to homeschooling, but they were forced to. I think parts of that live on forever. So do those people have the right situation in their home or can we in the real estate industry help them figure out what, what their needs are and fulfill those? So that's what I love about our industry is, yes, this pandemic has been horrible, horrible for so many. And we, we, all, we, want, to, we want to always remember that. But what I love about what we get to do in our industry is make things better. Yeah. And I think too, that the pandemic, what it's forced companies to do, especially larger corporations uh, like Realgy um, and, and the various brands is it the technology has been really adopted um, so that we are able to communicate more effectively and efficiently with people, with, with, with companies now. And so now, um, you know, jumping on a Zoom meeting uh, is is not only not unusual, it's every single person basically does it from time to time, whether you're in real estate or you're not working at all and you're taking, you know, at home, like raising children, you're still probably jumping on video conferencing. So I, I suspect, um, and I'm curious to get your take, is it's allowed you guys from the corporate side to more directly communicate uh, uh, directly all the way down to the agent level, because that communication, that technology now exists, it probably makes it easier for you guys to go, here's all the stuff we have, Mr. or Mrs. Agent, who might be holed up at home because of the pandemic or, or various, you know, restrictions outside, we can still directly uh, train you, educate you and provide you those tools that years ago would have been more difficult to sort of trickle down all the way to the agent. Yeah, without a doubt. In fact, I think of, of how even myself have pivoted. I All of my meetings now, if I normally have had them in person, I can have them through Zoom just as easily. Uh, I still believe we're in the people business and I can't wait till we get to connect 
um, on a regular basis. And I think we're starting to see that. But here's a prime example. We have our big, what we call our 121 convention. That's where we have thousands of Century 21 agents from around the world attend that event and have for years, typically, typically in Las Vegas. But for the past two years, we haven't been able to get there face to face and enjoy that networking and that training and all the good things that go from that one-on-one -on -one person. However, we did it virtually. We had our virtual 121 where we had thousands of people coming on a Zoom screen. And if I had said that we were gonna do that three years ago to <clears throat> our staff, they would have looked at me like I had three heads, which might be the case that they do anyways, but that's a totally, totally different story. Uh, but that's how much <clears throat> in this short period of time we have moved. And I think it's just phenomenal that as a country, we were able to move like that. And I do think it's the power of large brands that have been able to lead in that <clears throat> and make sure that the agents out there are still able to deliver what is needed in, in our industry. Uh, that's very well said. Um, I appreciate your answer there. I have a couple of uh, challenging or, or I would consider to be difficult questions, although I think I think you'll you'll be able to answer them just fine. So no, no pressure, of course. Okay. But I did want to ask um, some questions. My, my first one is probably the most um, we, we polled our audience saying, hey, we're bringing on Greg. Um, do you have some questions? And and the, the number one question we got, and this is a difficult question because I know that you are not an economist. And I also know that, um, you know, you, you, that is not your particular specialty, although you are an operations officer. But I was curious if you had a general thought about real estate in 2022, understanding Rates have started to go up on the lending side. Inventory is still a challenge in a, in a lot of communities, especially I know in Chicago, it is uh, probably most major markets. It's it's a problem, um, but still rates are still pretty low. So we have this uh, um, sort of interesting confluence of, of lots of buyers with still a lot of purchasing power that maybe they didn't have when rates were uh, higher than they they are even now they're still great um, but of course a shortage a bit in inventory so increased competition increased pricing um, curious on on what you guys see on your side as somebody who has to really look towards the future uh, more so than than us little independent guys who just kind of focus on the day to day um, what, what do you what do you think might happen this year with respect to real estate sure and I'm going to give you a, my my personal perspective on this and I think the industry looks very very bright. I look at what happened during the pandemic and how, wow, we still sold so many homes when you take a look at what we yeah. do on a year-to-year -year basis before the pandemic. Well, I think the future looks very, very bright and for a couple of reasons that I'll throw out there because I think that this also speaks to how your listeners, your audience that are agents can really think about their business going forward and their business plan for growing their business. The reasons why I feel really, really good about 2022 and frankly beyond is first of all, yes, we are going to hear that uh, interest rates are going up, going up, but let's just say that they're going to be in that 3.6 to 3.7 range, which we keep on hearing kind of bantered around there. That is still amazing, amazing, amazing interest rates. And that should be the story that us in the industry are out there yelling from the rooftops about this great opportunity to get into home ownership, first time home buyers. What a great opportunity, 3.6. I know, you know oh. I'll give away my situation here, but I, my wife and I bought our first home 32 years ago and I would have done anything to, oh. to have Me, an interest yeah. rate like that. So I think it's still, and so I think it's our job as an industry to make sure that we get that great message out there. 
There's another, uh, when you talk about what does the landscape look like going forward, I believe that because real estate is global, we have billions of dollars that come out of the other parts of the world that want to buy properties in the United States. And let's face it, that's been super challenging the last two years. I believe there's going to be a bunch of pent up demand internationally on properties. And as we navigate ourselves out of this pandemic, I hope that your audience, your agents that, that you all uh, work with really understand that they should add this group of agents that are going to be coming over, these investors, add these group of clients that really want properties. Because you can think about those states that traditionally, the Floridas, the Californias, uh, that really take an influx of properties that they want, that international uh, investors want to purchase. That's a great opportunity. The other one reason why I think that there's a new segment, if you will, that's really coming in, that's millennials. We yeah. are now seeing millennials that may have been either straddled with, with uh, college debt and things in the past, kind of stay on the sidelines. They also really wanted to live in those big major cities. They were going to rent for a while because that, that pand the pandemic changed all of that. And so now they're, they're all moving to Nashville where you are. There you go. That's exactly right. But I will tell you, millennials now are storming into the real estate. They're realizing that real estate is a great, great investment. And so that's a change. And there, there's still a, a many years to go of that, that demographic being part of that home buying experience that we can tap into. Just another great opportunity. Also, the Hispanic, you know, they, all surveys show that that's going to be really over the next 20 years, about 70% of the homeowners and wow. that are out there looking for homes. If, if Again, to your audience, if that's not a group that they're really have, has traditionally been part of their prospect list, I would encourage that. Yeah. I think that's another way to expand who maybe that prospect list didn't include millennials, Hispanics, first time home buyers. I think that we have a great opportunity to go out and give the dream of home ownership to more than we have in the past. And I think it's going to continue to drive what we're going to see in 2022 from an overall housing uh, experience and even beyond that. I think that those are really great, great um, insights. And and I, I was wanted to tag on to the millennial and sort of Gen Z market, which often is ignored by realtors because we know that that uh, that age group or, or people in that group, those groups tend to buy a little bit later than in previous generations. However, uh, there is a an amazing transfer of wealth that is happening for those people. Uh, a lot of them are are receiving, um, you know, as their parents get older, uh, they're going to start receiving transfers of wealth, whether in, in the form of gifting or as as a, as a parent passes away, maybe that money then funnels down to those uh, millennials and Gen Zers. And you're going to see a lot of people with a huge influx of, of capital um, that they have to now do something with. And and I, I, I absolutely agree that these are people that are going to be buying a lot of property in, in the upcoming years. And uh, so for all of our listeners and, and viewers, definitely consider how to start educating that that the the your um your sphere of influence who who have or talking to your clients who are of those of that um advanced age and saying hey let's talk about what is your wealth uh sort of um transfer strategy and you know I want to be part of that um and I want to know where you're headed so that I can help maybe for your heirs I can help provide real estate advice 
Yeah, DJ, you're, you're spot on with that. And let me let me run with it just a little bit further Please. for your audience, because I think that this we've, we've hit on something that's really an opportunity for those agents out there that are that have the great fortune of listening to your podcast. I'm a firm believer in a you can make a customer for life through really delivering unbelievable service and then following up and keeping in touch with your clients. Because yes, your client may not buy a house next year, but all the studies show three to five years, they're probably moving on. So I think about this millennial group that you and I have been speaking about here. What an opportunity if this is the first time they are jumping into the home ownership to show them the experience that they can have by dealing with you, that great agent, that great Century 21 agent, if I, if I can. Because if you could do that, you're going to tap into their rest of their family, their friends, and be there for them when that transition comes that you just spoke about. So if, if again, if they're not part of your prospect list, I would encourage everybody do not kind of just shy away from millennials and say, well, they're probably just going to rent because everything has changed. <laughs> everything has changed. Now people can live wherever. Um, and, uh, they can work from wherever. And I was, I was shocked. I traveled overseas uh, last, last year and got to spend some time in a few different countries and I was able to work. And um, I met many people who, who were, they have a place in the United States and they were not traveling. And um, you know, they were trying to figure out what, what am I going to do? Where am I going to, where's my home base going to be? And I think that's a great opportunity, especially if you work for a company like a century 21, because now you have access to their network of agents from all over the world, really. Um, and all the Realogy agents, I'm sure as well, which is even, gosh, I got, I, I got only knew how many do you, do we, is there a total count for the number of agents under the Realogy umbrella? It's gotta be, it's gotta be over a hundred thousand. I'm guessing. Well, we have 155,000 agents at Century 21. So <laughs> well, there we go. So there, we'll, we'll Hundreds of there. thousands of agents. <laughs> so the, yeah, there, there is a lot of, and you know, which I will tell you, it speaks to back to that global thing that I mentioned, I we're in 85 countries. Um, and that goes back to that branding is so important, but here's why branding and you sort of alluded to it a, a little while ago in some comments you made, but I think it's super important when we think about those independent real estate companies, which there's some fine ones out there. But when it comes to somebody who is in Germany or France or somewhere that's thinking about buying property, they're probably not looking for that independent name. They don't even know who it is, but they right. know who the Century 21 yeah. is. And I think that as agents out there really think about the future of where this industry is going and how we are global, it's really important to have a brand behind you that you're immediately recognized. And then because of the great job that your agents do out there serving their clients, you combine that with a great brand, there's your customer for life. You know, it's really funny. I, I was thinking about this psychologically. There, there is um, a, a sense of sort of well-being when you're in a foreign place and you see something familiar. I was in, I was in Nicaragua of all places. Um, and uh, this is about seven or eight years ago. And I walked by an empty storefront and I sort of had an idea for a a business, just a fleeting thought. Um, you know, it wasn't something I was going to actively pursue. And then I saw uh, it was it was available for rent and it said CBRE, which is a, a very prominent commercial yeah. firm, um, global commercial firm, uh, or maybe it was Jones Lang LaSalle. I think it was CBRE. Anyway, um, I said, oh, I know what CBRE is. And then all of a sudden I went, 
oh, I trust whoever the name is, which of course the person I didn't know, whoever was representing that property. And, and, you know, um, of course there's a variety of competency and agents all over the place and there's good agents and not so good agents everywhere. Uh, but because I recognize that name. So, you know, it's funny as an independent person, I'm like, my inclination to always be like, brand's not that important. Of course, I'm a marketing guy and I know the power of branding. Right. And Century 21, of course, is, is a very, and Jameson and, and Coldwell Banker and all the real G, Better Homes and Guards, Corcoran. These are names that most people know, right? And they're names that have earned a spot um, of, uh, earned a spot in, in a sort of Americana uh, sort of, culture because of what they provide. Um, and, and I've always just been, I, I love when, when an agent meets with me and they're meeting with people at, at century 21 or Coldwell or wherever, and they go, well, what do you think of those companies? And I'm like, those companies are awesome. And that's my only answer because I go, I love those companies. Um, we, we have a, maybe a different pricing model than, than they would, but aside from that, uh, yeah, Awesome, really, really great, and their pricing model is perfect for them. And and I I encourage agents to explore independent companies as well as franchise companies because the 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 value proposition is different. That you know um, what you guys are offering is is really leaps and bounds. Of it. But I did want to ask you one more tough question, sure. and I apologize for for this question because I I have an answer for this, and I know you have to go shortly, but. Let's, can we talk about leads for a moment only because it, it is for a new agent who doesn't maybe know as, as, as much as an experienced agent, of course, about leads. Um, oftentimes they will, as they're interviewing brokerages, and I know it because I get this question too, somebody will say, well, how do you provide leads? And I, and I say, oh, and I love talking about it because I say, we really don't provide leads in our company. Um, but and, and I understand that you, you can't speak for all the Century 21 franchisees, but can we talk about the difference between leads and training? And, and I think they're one in the same in the sense of training is going to get you leads. Leads isn't necessarily going to get you training. Um, but can we talk about sort of the role of leads sure. only because it just gets asked by everybody sure. at some point in their career? Yeah, lead, leads are very, very important. Um but I also think that that goes back to what a lot of our conversation has been about brands and branding, yeah. because that does absolutely drive leads. But I think that for my personal opinion about leads is we spend a lot of time on how many leads are you going to drive to me? How many leads are you going to get me? Yeah. I like to reverse the question and say, how many leads are you going to convert? Because if we did a great job of incubating and then actually closing the leads that we have, it would be phenomenal the amount of business we would be doing. And so what I try to talk about, and you, and you nailed it, I, I love what you said there about the correlation between training and leads, because we spend our time and energy, yes, we do drive leads, but the time and energy is spent on training so that agents know how to A, source even their own leads and, and do a better job of that. But more importantly, once you get that lead, what do you do with it? Because not everybody, and not every lead is going to want to buy a house tomorrow. And as agents, sometimes we don't pay attention to that, that, that consumer who might want to buy that house in a month from now, heaven forbid, a year from now, or maybe even five years from now. But what if we started really putting an incubation strategy, a drip campaign strategy yeah. behind all that leads? Wouldn't it start those leads from happening month after month once we generate all of that focus on the actual 
uh, closing of those leads and leading them to that to that uh, closing. To me, that's where we can really control the leads because a lot of people will just say, to your point, give give me leads. How many leads yeah. are you going to give me? How many? I don't think that that's really the focus. I think we're focusing in the wrong place. Yeah, I think so too. And, and I, I could not agree more with you about that. And I, we used to have, uh, in fact, we believe they're coming coming back. We, Zillow would come on our show uh, monthly sure. and talk about leads because that's their business. And yeah. they... Um, they they will talk they they will talk exclusively about the incubation period and how how critical it is and the lead itself um is is not is not really where i think the juice is i think it, it to to your point i think it's about the incubation it's about the follow up and to in order to automate that as you get busier you need to have tools and technology to assist you talked about drip yeah. campaigns whether it's print email text whatever medium you're going to be actively reminding uh your sphere of influence and, and your your contact list about hey oh by the way i'm the guy or or the or the woman i'm the person that wants to work with you when you're ready um you need to have some tool sets behind you and and companies like century 21 just have it you know in one of the things that i know we've got to run here but a quick thing that you just piqued my interest on when when agents are looking for the company that's going to be best for them to grow their business grow their career sometimes they don't even look at that technology like what 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 crm does this company make available that can really be the database for all of my prospects and they can, and then does it help me do those drip campaigns keep up with my my customer base follow up with my customer base give me those notices when i need to follow up and that seems kind of elementary but how important that is that for growing not just your next closing, but growing your career. I just think that that's an important point. Well, I think that's something that that the Realogy brands have done an exceptionally good job of. And, and of course, that's evidenced by how successful those brands are and how they continue to be major, I mean, the, the biggest major players really in, in the real estate brokerage space. And so hats off to Century 21. Congratulations on 50 years or 51 years now um, of, of, uh, of, of a successful and, and impressive uh, a company, um, Real G is is just just a, a, an amazing powerhouse, and Century Twenty One being being one of one of their brands is of course also uh, beyond impressive. And so I encourage everyone who's listening this year, twenty twenty two, if if you you know if you do an annual audit of or, or you're doing an audit this year of your brokerage. You know, are they providing me the tools I need? Am I getting the resources, the support? And I think support and training are, are and tools are the three pillars of what a brokerage can provide. Um, I really encourage everybody, even our own agents at our firm, um, although we hope you stick around our firm, but we really encourage all of our listeners to, to check out Realogy, check out Century 21 in particular. Um, Greg, Greg's a great guy and they the company is is outstanding and there's just a lot that there there is offered there so really we encourage everyone to if you're in that process of trying to figure out is there a better fit uh, or maybe i just got my license and i'm not sure where i want to go to give century 21 a, a, a chance um we we've, we've seen what they've done here in the chicago land market uh the agents are exceptional here of course our audience is all over uh the world really uh but yeah. find your local century 21 office and, and speak to them and greg um if anyone out there has questions about maybe what makes century 21 different from other firms um we didn't really get into competition because 
you know, obviously uh, we just don't have a limited amount of time, but if somebody does want to chat with somebody from Century 21 about what they offer, whether it's as a franchisee, somebody maybe wants to open an office or maybe wants to join an office that's already existing, what's the best way they should reach out to you? Absolutely. I have a, a email address that I'd like to give. It's peter.mosca at century21.net. And he is the aggregator of all the, the great emails that we receive and questions and comments. And he will direct those to me. And if somebody has a direct question for me, DJ, I encourage them to, to go through Peter and I will respond personally uh, to engage in that conversation. And to your point, uh, we are very proud of the Century 21 brand and we welcome anybody that wants to take a look at the value proposition we're offering. But most importantly, I love the fact that we're able to do these podcasts like you who are out there serving our agents across lots of brands and delivering that dream of home ownership. So thanks for all you're doing. Greg, thank you very much. And we will have a link to Peter, who is um, works with Greg. Um, we will have a link to Peter's email address in the show notes of this episode. So don't worry if you missed it. Um, we will have it there. You can just click on it and talk to, uh, talk to someone from Century 21 about what they offer. Greg, we are so thankful to have you on the show. Greg's got to run to his next meeting. He's an important guy. So he's got important stuff to do, but he took time out of his day to, sh to share with our audience. And we are really grateful grateful. You are the first of all, uh, we've been doing this five years. You were the first COO to act, uh, of a big major brand to come on our show and even offer to come on our show. So we honor you for that. We thank you for that. On behalf of our audience, we, we say thanks. On behalf of Greg and myself, we thank the audience for sticking around all the way to the end. And we ask everybody to just do two quick things. Number one, tell a friend. Think of one other realtor that could benefit from hearing this great conversation. Oh, by the way, if you know anyone who works at one of the real G brands, send them this too. Say, hey, here's what uh, I just heard uh, somebody from leadership talking. And um, send them a link to our episode. You can always send them right over our website, which is keepingitrealpod.com. And then also, please leave us a review Review. Whatever podcast app you might be listening on, uh, let us know what you think of the show. Give us a review. It's how we continue to improve. So, Greg, thank you so much. And the next time I'm in Nashville, uh, I, you and I can go to the Ryman and go, or the Grand Old Opry, and we can go see a show because I would absolutely love to do that. Let's do it. It was my honor to spend time with you today. All right. Thank you, Greg. And we'll see everyone on the next episode. Take care, everybody.